Chapter Twenty Five of Tom Swift and His Wireless Message. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Tom Swift and His Wireless Message by Victor Appleton. Chapter Twenty Five The Rescue Conclusion down to where the small raft was moored ran mr parker he was followed by some of the others we must put off at once he cried half the island is gone the other half may disappear any moment the steamer cannot get here on time but if we put off they may pick us up if we are not engulfed in the ocean help everybody Tom gave one more look at where his wireless station had been. It had totally disappeared, there being, at the spot, now but a sheer cliff, which went right down into the sea. The women were in tears. The men, with pale faces, tried to calm them. Gradually the earthquake tremor passed away. But who could tell when another would come? Captain Mentor Mr. Hosbrook and the others were shoving out the small raft. They intended to get aboard and paddle out to the larger one, which had been moored some distance away, in readiness for some such emergency as this. "'Come on!' cried Mr. Fenwick to Tom, who was lingering behind. "'Come on, ladies. We must all get aboard, or it may be too late.' The small raft was afloat. Mrs. Anderson and Mrs. Nestor, weeping hysterically, waded out through the water to get aboard. "'Have we food?' cried Mr. Damon. "'Bless my kitchen range, but I nearly forgot that.' "'There isn't any food left to take,' answered Mrs. Anderson. "'Shove off!' cried Captain Mentor. At that instant a haze which had hung over the water, was blown to one side. The horizon suddenly cleared. Tom Swift looked up and gave a cry. The steamer, the steamer, the Cambaranian, he shouted, pointing to it. The others joined in his exclamations of joy, for there, rushing toward Earthquake Island, was a great steamer, crowding on all speed. Saved, saved, cried Mrs. Nestor sinking to her knees even in the water it came just in time murmured mr hosbrook now i can make my diamonds whispered mr jenks to tom push off push off cried mr parker the island will sink soon i think we will be safer on the island than on the raft declared captain mentor we had better land again they left the little raft, and stood on the shore of the island. Eagerly they watched the approach of the steamer. They could make out hands and handkerchiefs waving to them now. There was eager hope in every heart. Suddenly, some distance out in the water, and near where the big raft was anchored, there was a curious upheaval of the ocean. It was as if a submarine mine had exploded. The sea swirled and foamed. 
it's a good thing we didn't go out there observed captain mentor we would have been swamped sure as guns almost as he spoke the big raft was tossed high into the air and fell back breaking up the castaways shuddered yet were they any safer on the island they fancied they could feel the little part of it that remained trembling under their feet the steamer is stopping cried mr damon surely enough the cambaranian had slowed up was she not going to complete the rescue she had begun she's going to launch her lifeboats declared captain mentor her commander dare not approach too close not knowing the water he might hit on a rock a moment later and two lifeboats were lowered and urged on by the sturdy arms of the sailors they bounded over the waves the sea seemed to be more and more agitated it is the beginning of the end murmured mr parker the island will soon disappear will you be quiet demanded mr damon giving the scientist a nudge in the ribs the lifeboats were close at hand now are you all there shouted someone evidently in command all here answered tom then hurry aboard there seems to be something going on in these waters perhaps a submarine volcano eruption we must get away in a hurry the boats came into the shelving beach there was a little stretch of water between them and the sand through this the castaways waded and soon they were grasped by the sailors and helped in in the reaction of their worriment mrs anderson and mrs nestor were both weeping but their tears were those of joy give way now men cried the mate in charge of the boats we must get back to the ship the sea was now swirling angrily but the sailors who had been in worse turmoils than this rode on steadily we feared you would not get here in time said tom to the mate we were under forced draught most of the way was his answer your wireless message came just in time an hour later and our operator would have gone to bed the young inventor realized by what a narrow margin they had been rescued the island will soon sink predicted mr parker as they reached the steamer and boarded her captain velasquez who was in command warmly welcomed the castaways we will hear your story later he said just now i want to get out of these dangerous waters he gave the order for full speed and as the cambaranian got under way tom and the others standing on the deck looked back at earthquake island suddenly there sounded a dull rumbling report the whole ocean about the island seemed to upheave there was a gigantic shower of spray a sound like an explosion and when the waters subsided the island had sunk from sight i told you it would go cried mr parker triumphantly but the horror of it all the horror of the fate that would have been theirs had they remained there an hour longer held the castaways dumb 
the scientist's honor of having correctly predicted the destruction of the island was an empty one the agitation of the sea rocked even the mighty cambaranian and had our friends been aboard the frail raft they would surely have perished in the sea as it was they were safe saved by tom swift's wireless message the steamer resumed her voyage and the castaways told their story captain velasquez refused to receive the large amount of money mr hasbrook and mr jenks would have paid him for the rescue excepting only a sum he figured that he had lost by the delay which was not a great deal the castaways were given the best aboard the ship and their stories were listened to by the other passengers with bated breath in due time they were landed in new york and mr and mrs nestor accompanied tom to shopton mr damon with many blessings also accompanied them going to his home in waterfield later it was learned that the other boats from the resolute had been picked up and the sailors and guests were all saved of course as soon as our friends had been rescued by the steamer the wireless operator aboard her with whom tom soon struck up an acquaintance sent messages to the relatives of the castaways appraising them of their safety and the joy of mary nestor when she found that it was tom who had saved her parents can well be imagined as for our hero well he was glad too for mary's sake i won't forget my promise to you tom swift said mr barco jenks as he parted from the young inventor and what the promise was will be told in the next volume of this series to be called tom swift among the diamond makers or the secret of phantom mountain in that tom is destined to have many more surprising adventures as is also mr damon who learned new ways to call down blessings on himself and his possessions and now for a time we will take leave of the young inventor and also of his many friends who never ceased to wonder over tom swift's skill with the wireless the end end of chapter twenty five end of tom swift and his wireless message by victor appleton